Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. In the history of Major League Baseball, only one player's been murdered during a season. Lyman Wesley Bostock Jr. This is the story of his life, his death, and what happened to the man who murdered him. Wesley, July 18th, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome to First Things First. It's Tuesday, July 12th. On today's show, is KD headed back to Golden State? Is Pro Bowl stalwart Mac Jones headed to the heights of Knicks QB tiers and do the Orlando Magic know the name of this tall gentleman who had a few highlights last night what is his name how do you pronounce that Chet Holmgren huh never heard of him Magic Uh, Jenna is off today I'm Kevin Wilds alongside Chris Broussard that's Nick Wright Nick did he happen to catch any of Chet last night a a bit but can I I want to say something else Wilds, while Jenna's out, is obviously filling two roles, his and hers. And I'm not sure what old Edward R. Murrow footage he was watching before the show where he's like, it is Tuesday, July 12th, and here's what's happening in the world. Everybody knows what day of the week it is and the date is. We got phones, they tell us. It's right here. We don't need that. Not a word about Chet. Not a word about Chet from Nick. Wow. As we continue with the news around the globe, (laughs) is Kevin Durant headed back to the Bay? (laughs) Brian Windhorst saying Steph is not shutting it down. Also says that while the deal's not likely, he's not scratching the Warriors off the list of potential KD suitors. Nick, should KD want to return to the Warriors? No, this this is an insane idea. And I keep trying to tell you guys to stop putting it in the show. This is something that Kevin Durant, I don't think, wants, that the Warriors shouldn't want, and the Nets shouldn't want. And by the way, if it matters, the media shouldn't want it either. We have a a quartet of not wanting this, yet, because we're so, right now, this very moment today, it's an interesting topic. So we're like, hey, let's try to speak it into existence, even though it would make next NBA season less interesting. For KD, Brew, it's all downside, no upside. They just, at least when he went there the year before, or not the year before, when he went there previously, the previous season, he could say, well, you you didn't win the title. LeBron beat you. I was the difference. And be correct in that. They just won the title. So if if he goes there and they win the title, any type of credit he could otherwise get winning a title literally anywhere else will not be there. 
And if God forbid, can you imagine if he were to go there and they don't win the title? What would be in store for him? Awesome. So I don't think he wants it. Steph seems to be having the offseason of his life. I, from judging from Warriors fan podcasts and radio shows in the Bay Area that you go on and trash me behind my back, but then I'm told about afterwards. The, the, you know, the, the Warriors fans don't want it. And by the way, Brew, your beloved Brooklyn Nets want an all-star and this and that and the third. And the best the Warriors could give them is Jordan Poole. They shouldn't want it either. No one should want this, most notably Kevin Durant. All right. Uh, wow, you said a lot. First of all, I don't know that no one should want it. I don't want it. Uh, the Nets, yeah, they, they, I mean, look, I think Warriors could offer them a decent deal. If they sign and trade Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga looks like he's going to be a future star. James Weissman is very talented if he wow. can stay healthy. Yeah, Kaminga, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting it out wow. there. Kam- Jonathan okay. Kaminga is all that. All right. Wow. So I think they is could offer that? the Nets a nice bag. All right. Nice bag of assets, players, and all that. Wouldn't have as many great draft picks, of course. But I, no one wants this less. Then Nick Wright, Nick Dudley, you threw in the media, you threw in the Warriors, you threw in KD, you threw in Warriors fans. You don't want it because you know they will run to the title. Now, I don't want it either. I, I don't think the Warriors should be so against it. I actually think Draymond is subtly pushing it. All this revisionist history that he's kicking to us on his podcast I think he's trying to make it happen. And if I'm the Warriors, I'm about winning championships. I want to win one, two, three more championships. What better way to do it than Kevin Durant? But the question was, should KD want it? And no, not if he cares about what his all-time elite Hall of Fame peers think about him. All right, so we've already heard Charles Barkley come out and criticize the way he won his first two rings. We've heard Walt Clyde Frazier say there should be an asterisk by his rings. Even Wilds, what Damian Lillard said, now I know he has respect for KD, but he said, look, winning a ring elsewhere would not mean as much to me as if I won it with my own team. KD kind of epitomized that when he said after winning in 2017, it didn't fill the void. And so KD should be looking for a challenge. And the challenge is not to go back to a team that just won a championship. We know you could do that. The challenge would be to stay in Brooklyn or go somewhere else where you can lead your own team to the title. Wilds, if he were to go to Golden State, he would forever be known as Robin. And if look, if he's settled in himself no. that that's what I am, if he's accepted that, then so be it. But that's what he would be. And they would be great. He and Steph would go down as one of the best duos of all time right there with Jordan Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, Magic, Kareem. But Durant would always be in the place of Robin, even when he won the finals MVPs, because it was Steph's team and we all knew it. So, no, KD should not want this unless he's fine settling with being an all-time great, but also a rival. Right. If KD went to Golden State, 
and he's sitting back in his palatial estate, and he's looking up at maybe uh, four finals MVP trophies and four championship rings and a framed poster of Nick Wright's top 50 players that have it, has him at, what, 14, Nick? <laughs> top, top 15, right? Yeah. Uh, would he be I don't 14? think he would sit back and say, you know what? Huh. Also, I have hundreds of millions of dollars. Huh. And the weather's nice. The breeze blowing in off the bay. You're like, you know what? I feel like Robin. Uh, I feel like Robin. Nobody would care. He would be totally fine. And just to prove your point on how this would all just go away, I'm sure there'd be a little uh, pearl clutching. But you know what no one ever talks about? The 1932 Yankees. No one's ever like, you know what? Anybody want to kick around the 1932 Yankees? The 1932 Yankees had nine Hall of Famers. I'm sure they had a ball. Won a bunch of World Series. And you know what? I was at those games, Broussard. You you were just in diapers. I was at those games. And you know what? No one cares. Even more recently. You're like, I know Wilds a long time ago. More recently. No one is alive anymore. Does anyone talk? I'm right here. Flesh and blown. Does anyone talk about... LeBron not deserving his championships? They did when it first happened. Here's a quote from July 9th, 2010, from our favorite Bleacher Report, who does have accurate height measurements, by the way. Here's what about LeBron going to Miami, Nick. It says he's not good enough to win by himself and that he needs other superstars to help yeah. put him over the top. Does oh anyone feel like that narrative is still around? No, because he like went that and won in Cleveland still- and Los Angeles. No, and because okay. they well, lost the him. Nick, so he's going to. But that's not a, that's that not a narrative. Did you feel that way before? Did you feel that way before he went to Cleveland? You didn't. You weren't holding those rings in Miami against him, right? You no, because there was no and I, I've said this before. Rings. I've said this before because they lost. If they in an odd listen, LeBron's worst moment was also one of his most important moments because it didn't feel like it was easy. The Warriors were so good, and they had just won a title. The Heat, I understand they had won a title, but it was five years before LeBron went there, and it was Shaquille O'Neal was on that team. It was very different circumstances. But I don't want to make this about LeBron. I want to go back to Wilde's initial point. Because Wilde did a a rhetorical trick there, but I'm not going to let it slide. He talked about all these amazing things Kevin Durant's going to have. And is he going to be dissatisfied? He has almost all of those amazing things already. He has the palatial estate. He has the hundreds of millions of dollars. He has two finals MVPs and two championship rings. The question is for Durant, do you want more of what you already have or something new, something different? The reason he went to Brooklyn Brew was he was telling us he wanted something different. Like, he made this choice already. And the idea that we are, because it, it, it is interesting fodder in the, in the summer, ta- uh, trying to deconstruct history, like, well, actually, maybe he wanted that all along. No, he left. It, 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 he, he chose to lead that team. The I, don't, I have no reason to believe, right. Brew, that all of a sudden, maybe if he had won in Brooklyn, if he had won in Brooklyn, then I actually would buy it more. He's like, proved it to you guys, that showed you sense. I could do it. I actually loved living in the Bay. It was more fun. Basketball was easier, whatever. They'd be different. But he left to go accomplish something that through some fault of his own, some fault of his teammates, he has not accomplished. I, I don't think he wants to now just go back and say, yeah, couldn't do it. 
Right, Brew? Like, that's not how I see this at all. No, I, well, I agree with you. I, 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 like I said, he shouldn't go back. I, I, you know, I think he should stay in Brooklyn and, and make it happen there. All right. But I agree he shouldn't go back. But Wilds is right, Nick. Years from now, like nobody looks at Kareem and says, you know what? He never won it without Oscar or Magic. You know what? Those last totally two, agree. maybe three rings, it, Magic was the, the driving force. You know, nobody really looks – nobody said Dr. J, you know, his one ring in the NBA. I mean, Moses came and, and really led them. Doc had been to three finals and not gotten it done. So, over time, people would forget. That's why I thought he should have stayed there in the first place. Because over time, people were way moving away from that narrative. I don't think Durant should want – I think he should want the challenge, as you said, Nick. But Wilds is right that this would dissipate. And most people would just be caught up in, wow, did you see Durant average 30 and Golden State won their second title since he went back? So now he's got four. There's some truth to that. What a treat. Mac Jones talk coming up after the break. Stay tuned. Oh, my goodness. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, July 13th. Shoot, Wednesday, July 13th, tomorrow. The best QB ranking in all of sports media. The full quarterback pyramid. Look at Mac Jones right there, front and center next to Baker. Two superstars. That's tomorrow. Maybe 7.45, maybe 8.50. Hey, uh, as a sneak peek, we're breaking out the bottom of the pyramid. Starting with the row that didn't even make the tiers. Take it away, Nick. All right, yeah. So, again, tomorrow we will reveal the top five rows, which is the top 15 quarterbacks in the league. But we rank all 32 starting quarterbacks, so that does mean, spoiler alert, Jimmy Garoppolo is nowhere to be found because he is not currently a starting quarterback. There are four guys that don't fit onto the tiers, the pyramid, because it's seven levels. These are the four. Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky. These are four guys who are starting quarterbacks, meaning they are currently starting quarterbacks, but we know Mariota and Trubisky are career backups, and Locke is a career backup, and Jones will soon be a career backup, so they don't even get ranked. Now, to guys who are starting quarterbacks, but are the bottom tier, let's reveal it, please. Mac Jones, Davis Mills, Mills, pardon me, Justin Fields, Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson, Tua Tungavailoa, and Jared Goff. So, with uh, Justin Fields, we have not seen enough. Davis Mills, I actually like some of the things some of the things I've seen, but I haven't seen enough. Carson Wentz is an interesting one because he is better than all of the guys on this tier, except for when it matters most, in which case he is worse than all of the guys on this tier. Zach Wilson, the only reason he's not a, lo- a row lower is because of his draft pedigree. Tua, you guys know I think he's going to lose his job, and Jared Goff is Jared Goff. The reason I haven't explained the Mac Jones thing is I have a feel, I have an inkling we might be arguing about it. Row up. Next row, 
These are the quarterbacks that are 16 to 21. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, fine regular season players. Baker Mayfield, again, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Jalen Hurts, we have seen flashes. I have concerns about his long-term viability. Jameis Winston, you know, some doofus said Bleacher Report called him a dark horse MVP and then couldn't stop calling him that, but he did have his moments where he tore his ACL. And then Trey Lance, who I trust the evaluators. I trust John Lynch. I trust Kyle Shanahan. And I trust that in that offense, he's going to be excellent. So there it is. All of those guys, Brew, are by definition below average NFL starting quarterbacks. Or I guess one of them would be average, the 16th guy. It's 16 to 20. It's 16 to 28 in the NFL. There are the guys. And you can kind of, you know, do your own deductions to figure out who the top 15 is. But just we'll reveal the order tomorrow. What's up, Brew? What you look you look like you have a sense of consternation. Yeah, I do. Not a good start, Nick. Not a good start. First of all, Why? I told you, Tua, I get it. If you want to rank him low now, even though he's 13 and 8 on a team that had a horrible offensive line and not a ton of weapons for him to throw to, you want Tua okay, higher? but you're going to eat those words. He will move up your pyramid. All right, this year, I told you he's going to break out. Secondly, to have Trey Lance, yeah. Trey Lance above Guys who have made, four of those guys on the bottom tier have made Pro Bowls. All right, and, well, and even the guys below that tier made Pro Bowls. Jared Goff has led a team to the Super Bowl. Made two Pro Bowls, thrown for 4,600 plus yards twice. And you got Trey Lance, who's having his throwing motion rebuilt, who's got questions about his accuracy. You've got him already? Ahead of these guys? That's that's a travesty. All right? Okay. And Baker Mayfield shouldn't be ahead of Jared Goff either. All right? So, Jared I, Goff, this is Nick. For I, Jared Goff? Well, for Jared I'm taking Goff. for him when you put him below Trey Lance and He's below Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I, has yeah. Baker done what? half of what Jared Goff has done? No. He hasn't. Uh, Baker won a playoff game. So, oh, I, you, you like Baker's personality, Jared cool, won but he's two. not better than Jared Goff. Good for him. Okay, so Baker won one, and Jared Goff won two. Literally, I'm very literally had to many. take. Baker Mayfield literally had to give up money for Carolina to take. I mean, come and on. Jared what Goff, are we talking about? Put him down the there with Rams the rest of them. had to include a first-round pick to get the Lions to take Jared Goff. My apologies that Jared Goff wasn't selfless enough to also take less money the way Baker Mayfield did. Maybe Jared Goff doesn't have all that progressive money rolling in like Baker does where he can just (laughs) shave off some dollars. First of all, I can't believe that Brew used his time to cape for Tua Tungabailoa and Jared Goff. Like, I don't even need to respond to it. Obviously, we haven't seen Trey Lance. But but, okay, why is he up there? Because I trust John Lynch, I trust Kyle Shanahan, and while I know Mike Silver and Colin Cowherd are doing anti-Trey Lance narratives, my guy Peter Schrager, I listened to him the other day, said now that Jimmy is out of the building and it's Trey's team, the team is gravitating towards him, he has been taking over many camps, and he likes it. And you know what? Because it fits my narrative, I trust Schrager. How about that? Take that, Mike Silver and Colin Coward. Schrager says what I want to hear, so I trust it.
Yeah, just letting you know. It's Schrager does. I don't know if you guys James are aware. Too. I, hey, Wilds, I don't know if you're aware, but Schrager does work for this little company called the NFL. He actually works for the NFL. Uh, so I'm going to trust his information. Okay. Go ahead, Wilds. All right. Do we, oh, okay. Do you mean, is it the same Schrager who is uh, co-president of the Mac Jones fan club? Is that the Schrager you're talking yeah, about? Wrong oh, you stepped into one there. Is it the same no. Schrager you're <laughs> talking about? Mac Jones, sneaky, sneaky MVP is the same guy. Okay, great. I trust him too. And just yeah. for the record, everybody, I'm going to focus my uh, time on the baby goat, Mac Jones. And I subscribe <laughs> with my whole heart that you do not need to put out another man's candle to make yours brighter. But I do have to just state some facts about the players on the bottom row. We'll start with Davis Mills. I actually think he's okay. He's got a long neck. Did win two games. Wide Justin neck. Fields, he's got some potential too. He went three and seven. Well, I don't think it's wide. I think it's more long than wide. Oh, you're uh, right. You're right. Carson Wentz, he it's missed pretty long. He, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, he went, Carson Wentz. Uh, he had a good season until he went down to Jacksonville, missed the playoffs, and then the Colts kicked him out. So the fr that's two franchises that have given up on him. Zach Wilson, again, have some potential. You had a great pro, pro day. You won three games. Tua, probably underrated. Maybe he'll do something. I'm tired of Tua bashing. Jared Goff, ah, he won three games. And then the other guy there in the front, what did he do? Well, uh, he won 10 games hit the gritty in the Pro Bowl, and completed 68% of his passes, which is second-best all-time amongst rookies, first being Dak. And if you want to trash Nick the old Mac Jones, you know what? Maybe, maybe you got a point. But what about the new Mac Jones? Oh, he's hitting the weight room, and he's not working out with exercise balls and, and trying to do some odd tennis ball thing. That guy's pumping iron. Looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 70s documentary. Okay. Then how does that, has this been work? Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> wow. That looks beautiful. Is that, that sweat or confidence juice dripping off of it? And then finally, it all manifests. Oh, he dinks and dunks. It's just little three yard this outs. Is, a is it 40? Or is yard it this long pass. range missiles? Okay, wow. Can I say something? That looked like Broussard in high school. All right, this wow. is the same this is the same three clips you showed a week ago cuz it's all you've got. So here's the problem. Mac Jones was in route to being ranked higher. And then we all know what happened. He was stripped of his confidence and his quarterback manhood in the windstorm game against the Bills. And what did Mac Jones look like? Can we show the full screen, please? What did Mac Jones do starting with that football game? Oh, he was bad. And then you remember, wait, didn't they have a 50-point game against the Jags in there that skews the numbers? They did. So now show me, Mac Jones, if we remove that one game. Oh, he was really awful. In the biggest spots of the season, including losing to the Dolphins, getting whooped by the Bills, all of Excluded. it. So I don't think Mac finished the year with great momentum. I don't love the Patriots' skill position guys, even though, shockingly, they have the most expensive wide receiver and tight end room in the entire NFL. And I don't trust Joe Judge, the offensive coordinator, or Patricia, the offensive coordinator. So I'm very confident in my McCorkle rank. Very confident. Only need to trust him half as much because you combine them. It's Straight one trust back. unit. Hey, can Donovan be the face of the contender? Answer yes. More first things first. Next. <laughs> what 
is going on in Utah. Windhorse has copywritten that, and you have to PayPal him 10 cents every time you say it. I owe him 40 bucks. Uh, Tim McMahon's hearing whispers around the league that the Jazz CEO, Danny Ainge, shout out to Jenna, doesn't think Donovan can be the face of a contender. Brew, are you in and or out on Donovan being the face of a contending team? I'm in on that. I mean, I guess it may depend on what you consider a contender. If a contender is winning 50-ish games every year, he's done that three of his five times uh, or two of his five times. Once they were on the 50-win pace uh, when they won, played just 72 games the bubble year. And then uh, last year they won 49. So he's going to get you about 50 wins. A couple times been to the second round of the playoffs. Uh, could they every once in a while maybe get to a one conference final or something? Okay. Like, he can be that. He is not the best player, cannot be the best player on a championship team. And even if he's a contender, that team will not have a chance to win a championship if he's the best player. So if you want to haggle over what's a real contender, okay. But he can be the face of a really good team. Like I said, 50-some-odd wins, you know, second round in the playoffs, that type of team. He's already that, so sure. And he's only 25, Nick. Five years in the league, he's going to get better. Not good enough to lead a team to a title, but better. So, yeah, I'm in on this. I'm in. Okay. Okay, I'm absolutely out. And, and Wilds, I, I got to say, you know, I'm a little disappointed in Broussard. Because Broussard now has been a television star for so long. He forgot about some of his roots in real print journalism. Where you know what matters above all? Words. And their definitions. We can't haggle over what contender means. Contender means something. A team that is contending not for a mythical 50 wins, but for a title. And so the answer is unequivocally, absolutely no. He can't. If, if Donovan Mitchell is the best player on your team, you cannot win a title. I don't care what other what pieces you put around him. Now, if he is your second best player, you could be in a potentially good position. But Donovan Mitchell burst onto the scene in a, the playoffs, his first playoff year, his rookie year, when he beat Russ and Paul George and was outstanding in that playoff series against OKC. Since then, he has lost five of six series. The only series his team has won was against a rookie, the rookie Ja and the Memphis Grizzlies a year ago. And those losses have been bad. They blew a 3-1 lead to Denver. They were up 2-0 on the Clippers. Kawhi then goes out after game four, and they have two of the most mortifying second half performances we've ever seen. This year, they lose to the Mavs. No shame in that, except for the fact that Luka didn't play the first three games. They couldn't take advantage of it. And Donovan, for as good as he is offensively wild, he's a bit of a volume scorer. The efficiency's not great. And the defense is really, really awful. And so now maybe it'll get better. May, somehow that Gobert's gone, he'll take more of an ownership on that end. But Donovan cannot be. He is a nice piece and a very good player. But he can't. Ainge is correct. And you know, I, that burns my yeah. tongue saying that. But that he can't be the face, which means the best player on a contender. He cannot be that.
Yeah, so I agree, man. Danny Ainge, you hit the nail on the head. Get Donovan Mitchell out of there. Oh, Rudy Gobert's gone. You got all those picks. You got a new ownership. Man, get him out of there. He, you can't win a, a title with him. What are you doing? Move him out. Get him out. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, ah, get out of here. Yeah, I mean, he, he lost those series. Last year, I was like, it wasn't Qu- it wasn't Quinn Snyder keeping Rudy Gobert out there when millions of people are like, "What are you doing?" Just left him out there getting torched by Ty Lue schemes. No, 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 no. Diamond's on one ankle trying to bring you back. No, get him out of there. You're right, Danny Ainge. You're the savvy genius who got the Celtics to the finals, even though you weren't there, Danny. Ainge. Can I ask? Oh, I'm still. Oh, you're a handiwork. Yes, Danny Ainge, move <laughs> people out for draft picks. See you later. Wilds, do you really? I know you want okay. Donovan on the Knicks, but do you like? Do you? Don't you think there would be a hard ceiling there unless you got another real, a true superstar alongside him? I know you want it, but do you really want it? Is my question. Jalen Brunson. Oh, Jalen really Brunson. Okay, look, there's different. Okay. There, there, there's there's levels, I feel. Jalen Brunson getting paid like a superstar. There's obviously levels. In I think New York right now would be happy with Utah's playoff runs. Five straight years, yes. I think, getting That's, like yes. sniffing the conference finals. New York would be happy with that. But obviously we've seen over Wilds. the last 40 years, you need the only four teams have won a championship without a legendary player. Do I think he's a legendary player? No. Do I think he's Dirk? Uh, no. Do I think they can build a team like Chauncey's Pistons? Not really. So, yeah, you have to get somebody else there. Danny Ench moved him out. Kyrie and so Luka? he just settled it. Utah's Ooh. a contender. No. Kelly Kaplan of the Dallas News writing that the Nets reached out, but the Mavs have, quote, very little interest. Nick, are you disappointed? This dream team doesn't look like it's going to happen. Am I disappointed Kyrie's not going to go to the Mavs? Of course not. <laughs> Kyrie works in one place awesome. alongside LeBron. And listen, as much as I you know, am fond of LeBron, he's not my actual son like Luka is. So this isn't biased towards trying to get Kyrie to LeBron. It's the fact that I think it would be bad for the Mavs. Yeah. I, don't, I think it'd be bad for Luka. I think that Kyrie has shown he is a net negative on a lot of organizations unless you have the infrastructure right. or the singular leadership of the greatest player of all time to steward the ship. So if you were, I am, let's say the Lakers held a press conference today, bro, and said we are out on Kyrie Irving, there is no chance we're getting him. I still would not want him to go to the Mavs. I do not think that would be good for Luka's right. growth, development, and I don't, listen, I think Luka's defense because Reggie Miller pointed out a couple bad possessions, became way too big of a talking point. Luka's an adequate defender. He's not some horrific defender the way a lot of guys are. However, a Luka-Kyrie backcourt defensively would be a disaster. And so I don't think it would work basketball-wise. Personality-wise, I don't like him adding Kyrie to that locker room that doesn't have strong veterans. So no, I don't like this for the I wouldn't like this for the Mavs at all. I've said that all along. Well, of course not. I mean, look, you're right. Nobody wants Kyrie outside of the Lakers, and they want him because they're desperate. And while LeBron has the best chance of making it work with Kyrie, we're not even certain that'll work. 
Sure. All right. That's, I mean, because Kyrie walked out on LeBron after winning a championship. So, so who knows with Kyrie? But you're absolutely right. I don't want him anywhere near Luka Doncic. All right. And so, but here's where I disagree with you, Nick. This is the shame of it. And I guess this could be said about Kyrie in many places. Basketball-wise, it would work. If Kyrie weren't such a wild card off the court or just in general, it would work basketball-wise because we've all talked about how Luka plays similar to LeBron. Kyrie is really a two-guard. We saw he was great off the ball with James Harden two years ago, great off the ball with LeBron. He would be great off the ball with Luka, but the problem is as what we know off the court. And also, Nick, there's this. He thinks he's better than Luka. He hadn't told me that, I haven't talked to him, but I'm sure Kyrie thinks he's better than Luka. I think he thinks he's better than KD. He probably thinks he, he might think he's better than LeBron at this point. But so those are problems. Oh. The number two for Luca Wilds needs to know I'm a number two, and Luca is the man. And once that's that's the guy they need to find. So it's not Kyrie. All right, Qu- quickly, and I'll throw it to you, Nick. I'm actually surprised Jason Kidd is not pushing for this internally. We saw Jason Kidd in the Nets didn't really work. First year coach spilling water on himself. Goes to Milwaukee, gets a superstar. That doesn't work. But now it feels like Jason Kidd has had his own growth, turning into an excellent coach, probably you know upper-level coach. And when you talk about leadership, isn't Jason Kidd the guy like, hey, I'm a point guard. You know, it didn't work with Steve Nash, fellow point guard, but maybe Kyrie and Jason Kidd could hit it off. Do you buy that? No, I, no, I don't buy that. Sorry, I, okay, I, I no. love to support you, my friend, but no, I don't buy that at all. Okay. Listen, I appreciate Kyrie is a good point, the single not. biggest wild card personality-wise in the NBA. And the Mavericks, they know that as long as Luka Doncic stays happy and invested in being a Maverick, they are going to win multiple championships and have a 12 to 15 year run of supreme relevance. You can't do anything that might upset that equilibrium. And bringing in the most unpredictable personality in the sport could upset the equilibrium. They brought in Chris Stapps and that almost upset it a bit. So no, I, I I think it would be incredibly reckless for them to do. Wow. Okay. Incredible. Is Lamar Jackson a top 10 QB? Some people are saying no. We discuss next. Welcome back to First Things First. It's Tuesday, July 12th, and the wonderful Eric Mangini joins us. Talking about some quarterback lists. NFL players, coaches, and execs. Ranked the league's best QBs. Rodgers came in number one. Lamar Jackson wasn't on this list at all. Nick, mm. are you okay with Lamar being left off this list? No, I'm not. The, it, it, the guy wins three out of four games he plays, and I'm a quarterback wins guy, but that is noteworthy. <laughs> Additionally, and more importantly, He averages more than two touchdowns per game, 270 total yards per game, and he has done it without what I would consider elite offensive skill position talent around him. And I think, Coach, we all agree having Lamar behind Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott is absurd on its face. 
But I would also argue, what, what evidence do we have since Lamar came into the league that Russell Wilson is better than him? I would have Lamar uh, ahead of Dak, Deshaun, and Russell Wilson, who are the 10-9-8 on this list. Like, Russell Wilson's career accolades that outsigned Lamar Jackson all happened when Lamar Jackson was in high school. And over the last four years, Lamar has been the better player. He has been more effective. He has, They have the same level of playoff success, which is not much from either. And he has been a better regular season player. So I'm not certain, I you know, there I don't I think we all agree Lamar's better than Dak and that Lamar is a better bet this year than Deshaun, but I also would have him ahead of Russell Wilson right now this moment. What's so interesting Nick for a guy who's not a quarterback wins guy, you sure do quote quarterback wins quite a bit. But I'm Thank I'm okay you, with that folks. because I think I think there's I think there's something to this because Lamar isn't traditional. And if you're if you're going to evaluate him in in the traditional sense, then then he's not going to be on this list. And one of the things that I've always been frustrated with Lamar or, or didn't know whether he could overcome is when the whole world knew he had to pass and he had to win the game throwing the ball for in the in, not necessarily in the pocket, but he had to throw the ball whether he could do it. And I don't know if he's shown that on a consistent enough basis, but he is so dangerous on so many different levels and creates such problems for defenses because of, of, of the way that he runs the ball, that, that that's an element that these other guys obviously can't match. And, and I agree with you in terms of the three guys you would pop off, although I'm, I'm a bigger Russell Wilson fan than I think you are. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. He should definitely be in the top 10. It, it, it's a joke that Deshaun Watson is on this list. I mean, hadn't played in a year. Last time he played, he was great individually, but the team was 4-12. and 12, And we don't know if he's going to play this season at all. And so that's ridiculous. Dak, my problem, I can't understand how in the world Dak Prescott is ahead of Lamar Jackson. I actually think if you flip them and Lamar Jackson is in Dallas, I don't know if they oh have a God. Super Bowl, but I think they've certainly got far more success than they've had with Dak. And I actually like Dak. But to have him ahead of Lamar is, is ludicrous. Lamar has shown he can carry a team. Like, it's built around him. And he's carried them. Dak has not shown that. Dak's best years as far as, like, playoff success were when Ezekiel Elliott was at his best. And he was kind of carrying that offense. And people do not seem to understand that Dak Prescott's gaudy numbers, and again, I'm a Dak guy, but I got to be honest. His <laughs> gaudy numbers, passing the football, I know I don't sound like it, but they, uh, so much of them come when they're down big in the third or fourth quarter, and he rallies them, but he lets them get in these huge holes. Where was the offense then? And so I don't, know, I don't understand how people don't understand that. And also, he hasn't played great against teams with winning records. We see it here on this graphic. He eats up the chumps. All right, and there's a lot of chumps in the NFC East, all right? And he played, you see, 35-8 and eight against teams with losing records, but only 18-24. and 24. And you see his individual stats go down as well, production. So that's my issue with that. And I'm with Coach. 
as well, Nick, on Russell. I, I like Russell Wilson. You know that. I think you're downplaying him because now he's in the division with your guy, Patrick Mahomes. No, I, you will see this year this notion that Russ can't ball anymore. Only fifth last year in passer rating, even though he played, what, probably three games with a bad finger, came back early and okay. gutted it out, uh, was fifth, I think, in yards per attempt. Like, Russell Wilson is still that guy, and you will find out sooner than later that that is true. Okay. First of all, it it is beyond my comprehension that you continue to try to argue that Russell Wilson was good last year. It just baffles me because we saw the games. The other things people saw... The other things people saw was me be very critical of Russell Wilson the last two seasons before he ever sniffed the AFC West. My takes are not always layered in some subtext of trying to defend my guys. I was I was calling him when when he was doing the fake wilds when he was doing the fake huddle for on national television. Was anybody talking about him going to the AFC West? No. When he was doing more Instagram videos than a 17-year-old does TikToks, was anyone talking about him going to the AFC West? No. But I was very critical of Mr. Incredibly Limited at the time. That is on the record. Now, I want to say one thing quickly, Wilds, about the quarterback wins thing. Because I'm not a quarterback wins guy with a caveat. If an offense is built entirely around your singular skill set, and the only way for the offense to function is for you to do things, then I do think you deserve credit when that leads to winning. That is a different scenario than we have seen other quarterbacks. Take Jimmy G out of it. Take a Jared Goff when he was still with the Rams. When that offense was about McVay's design and Todd Gurley at the time, singular excellence. And all of a sudden, Jared Goff had a gaudy win-loss record for a couple seasons, but that was not based on what he was doing. So I think that that's why quarterback wins, to me, need some context. Lamar, they rebuilt an offense around exactly what he does, and he delivered. So he gets more credit than a Ryan Tannehill when he has a good win-loss record with the Titans when it's mostly about Derrick Henry and the play-action pass game. Sure. So I 100% buy that. And we, we can show the graphic again. Coach, my question for you is this. Russ in Seattle, was a, it was in a run-first uh, offense, the same way the Ravens like to run the ball. Do you think the Ravens' philosophy is going to change at all this upcoming year as we head more and more to a passing league? Or do you think the Ravens are like, nope, we're the Ravens. This is what we're going to do. This is what has worked for us. Well, to to Nick's point, this was the perfect situation for for Lamar. And going to get Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator who is so good with the quarterback-driven runs. And and, and this was a, a perfect marriage. And, and that level of success is is not surprising. I, one of the things that you always have a concern about is as running quarterbacks get paid gigantic money, the equation starts to change, and, and you're not you're, you're you're not as apt to take the hits that you took as a young guy when you're when you're making a lot more money. And and there's a saying I've seen a lot of good young running quarterbacks, but not very many old ones. And that's there's a couple reasons for that. 
One of the reasons is they get injured and the other reason is they get paid. And both those things tend tend to make a guy pull back a little bit. And then you've got to see where he is as a passer. And, and I don't have a problem with, with the Ravens changing it to where he tends to rush or run, run the ball more on third down or two minute or in the red area, more critical situations than a down by down quarterback driven run offense. Coming up next, is KD headed back to the Bay? Strong maybe. We discuss next. Next Tuesday, Judge Otani Machado, the game's brightest stars, are coming to the city of stars for the Midsummer Classic. It's the 2022 All-Star Game from Dodger Stadium. Coverage begins next Tuesday at 7 Eastern on Fox. Time for stories to start your morning, brought to you by Subway Eat Fresh Refresh. NFL players, coaches, and executives ranked the league's best quarterbacks. And Rodgers, not Patrick Mahomes, got the top spot. Nick, are you okay with this? No, and this is not new Patrick Mahomes. Like, listen, I'm going to do my quarterback pyramid tomorrow, and we'll see who I have number one. Eh, I'll tell you right now, it's Mahomes. But the problem isn't that just Mahomes <laughs> is behind Rodgers. The problem is that there's four, five, Six guys on this list that should be ahead of Aaron Rodgers right now. Brew, I don't know how one can see Aaron Rodgers' performance the last two regular seasons and then see his performance the last two postseasons and still be like, yeah, best quarterback in football. No, he isn't. There was a period of time where one could argue A lot of the Packers' playoff failures were not really on Aaron Rodgers. Where the NFC Championship game, they lost to the Falcons. I think the Falcons scored touchdowns on four of their first five possessions. Now, the Packers' offense didn't do much in that first half either, but it felt like they just knew we can't stop them, we're screwed. Right? The the unlucky loss to Seattle when they should have gone to another Super Bowl. Except the fact Rodgers wasn't great in that game either, but it fell more on Mike McCarthy and his play calling. But the last two years, the NFC Championship game against Tom Brady, where Rodgers spits the bit at the end of the first half and flips that game, and then at the end of the game, makes the wrong decision on a critical third down, down eight. And then this year's, Divisional round game where they score a touchdown on their first possession and then score three points the rest of the way. And Rodgers, before the punt was blocked, when they were in, when they would have been in fine position, or it might have been after the punt was blocked, but before they were losing the game, tie game, I think it was 10 10, so it would have been after when the punt was blocked. And he misses Alan Lazard because he's going for the kill shot to a double cover Devontae Adams. Brew, I just don't know how one can watch those games and say, yep, he's the guy I'd want more than anybody. How can you say you'd want him not just over Mahomes, but over Josh Allen, over Tom Brady, over Joe Burrow, over, I'll throw a name out there, Justin Herbert, who hadn't played in a playoff game yet. But I I just don't know how you can say it. I just, it, it, it's, it's great. It wouldn't be crazy to me, Brew, if it was a fan poll. But for team executives to be saying it is wild to me. No, I agree with you, Nick. Uh, and you know, I've been beating this drum on Rodgers for a while yep. now. Um, you have. But been. now, I wouldn't go six. 
I wouldn't put Burrow as great as he was last year and Herbert ahead of Ryan. And even Josh Allen. Just because I haven't quite seen enough, right? It's early in their careers. Uh, they, they haven't had as much playoff experience as a Mahomes has had. But I would. My top three would be Mahomes, Brady, and then Rodgers. Because I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. Unless Jeremy Fowler of ESPN told these executives and scouts and coaches and players, hey, just regular season. Don't worry about the playoffs. Just, just who you want in the regular season. I could understand it then because he's phenomenal in the regular seasons. But he does not get it done in the playoffs. I mean, how much more evidence do we need? And Nick, you're right. People have always blamed Green Bay's defense. Some people are still doing that. But while the defense was giving up points, why wasn't the offense with the great Aaron Rodgers, some say the greatest to ever throw the football, why weren't they scoring points? You know, I mean, what were they down to Brady a couple years ago? 28-10. You know, and you mentioned it. Rodgers at the end of the first half screwed up. All right, they're down 27-0 to Garoppolo and the Niners a couple, three years ago. Well, yeah, the defense wasn't playing well, but the offense was doing nothing either. And when people just look at these box scores, they see, wow, Rodgers threw for 300 plus. He did his job. Yeah, but most of that came when the game was pretty much over and he's trying to mount a big comeback. All right, but it, it, he just has not gotten it done in the last two years, Nick, have been at Lambeau. All right, and we've seen this before, but it's worth showing. Wilds in NFC Championship games. He's one in four. Since he won the Super Bowl more than a decade ago, he's seven and nine in the postseason. And here's what the stat I want you to zero in on. You see the passer rating is, is just plummets. But the touchdown to interception ratio, this shows that there's something, whether nerves, whether it's some intangibles he's lacking because Aaron Rodgers claimed the fame is that he does not turn the ball over. He, never he is the great, he's the only quarterback with 400 plus touchdowns and not even 100 interceptions. He's phenomenal in that regard. And yet in the NFC title games, when it's really on the line, when the stage is big and the lights are bright, he's got nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. Mm -hmm. That is an incredible flip. And so, no, I'm with Nick Wiles. I cannot have... Rodgers as the top quarterback in the league. Okay, I, I don't have Rodgers as number one. I don't have Patrick Mahomes as number one, if we can show the list. And here's why. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers is back-to-back -back MVP, and there's times when you watch his games where it feels like he has a total mastery of the position. A lot of those times, it's when he's throwing the ball to Devontae Adams, who isn't there. I say the same things about Patrick Mahomes. Oh, look at that ball to Tyreek Hill. Wow. Looks beautiful, uh, and he's not there. Now, Tom Brady, meanwhile, well, AB's not there. He uh, derobed and took off, and Gronk seems like he's going to be on vacation at least for a little while. I don't believe he's totally retired. Matthew Stafford, meanwhile, lost Odell Beckham Jr. What's up with Josh Allen? All I know of Josh Allen last time I saw him is he was losing on a coin flip. Nick, I don't know what the argument is against Josh Allen. He destroyed the Patriots and then played amazing against the Chiefs, and he didn't lose any weapons. You can say, oh, Brian Dayball's gone. Like, yeah, okay, maybe. 
But I feel like Josh Allen right now is poised to be the best quarterback in the league. And because he didn't lose his guy. Now, certainly if he lost Stefan, like you lost Tyreek, I would make the argument. But we're talking about the reverse. He so, Brian, guys, is, is, I, you lost I don't think guy. you should just, just gloss over the Brian Dayball thing. I think the fact that the Chiefs kept being, I mean, matters. But also, I maybe I'm wrong. This isn't sure. a fantasy football rankings. It's not who we think is going to put up the best numbers. It's who the best quarterbacks are. And you, listen, I the again, I'll do my quarterback pyramid tomorrow. Josh Allen's going to be incredibly high. But in order for me to put him above Mahomes, I've got this weird thing. He's going to have to beat Mahomes in a big spot. Sorry. You know what? Like you fair. can't one time I can That's one fair. time I can get over it, but back to but but if repeatedly the same guy beats you in the postseason, then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can have have you over him, particularly before you've won a Super Bowl. Before you have a, maybe, you know, on a path that doesn't involve him, won a Super Bowl. So again, the people and everybody says lost on a coin flip. Maybe. The coin, they didn't say heads, Chiefs win, tails, Bills lose. They said heads, Chiefs get the ball, tails, Bills on. get the ball. The Chiefs won the head, the coin flip, and then went down and scored. So I don't, we don't know what would have happened in that spot. And nobody was whining about coin flips when Brady beat Mahomes on a coin flip in the AFC Championship game, Mahomes' first year starting. Nobody was changing the rules then. So, yeah, I mean, like, we just need Josh <laughs> Allen beat Mahomes in a big spot, and then he can take the, the crown. Go ahead, bro. I'm glad you brought Brady and Mahomes up, Nick. I don't have the same criteria as you, so I do have Patrick Mahomes ahead of time, Brady. But how do you? Has Mahomes beaten Brady in a big spot? No, but he won a Super Bowl in the intro. So, did you not hear the well, whole thing I said? Kinda, he won you kind of attached that. You kind of attached was that to the end. But you really no, said he's got to beat he him won in a, a big Super Bowl. spot. He won a but Super Bowl in the But he hasn't beaten Brady intro. in a big spot. No, that he's over two against him in the postseason. He's he's over so two against Brady, him in the postseason. That is correct. Okay. He, hold on. Let me just okay. ask you a quick but question. But that doesn't. Okay. You, I'm just trying so to get bro, it clear. I just want to make sure. No, 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 bro. You have Mahomes number one <laughs> ahead of Allen and Brady. I have yeah, Mahomes number one I, ahead of Allen and Brady. My criteria is different. Yet you want to argue with me about it. Listen, I'm sorry that you're Jared. Because Goff I'm wondering. My Loa guys, I mean, your criteria. And they didn't show up on this list. Listen, I'm sorry that your guys I'm didn't show confused. up on the list. Two in golf, not there. Don't take it out on me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused. Hey, that's, we're all. Back just, that's all. Clarity.